Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, guys, we're starting a new series tonight. I'm super hyped. You know what? I'm always hyped about God's Word, because God's Word will literally transform your life if if you came tonight to learn something, if you came tonight to grow up, if you came tonight to receive something from heaven, not just this girl up here, if you came tonight for something from God, he will always meet you. He will never disappoint you. So tonight, we're starting a series called New Creation. Y'all see that wiggly worm? Listen, in life, we legit are either this worm Are we flying in the sky like this butterfly? We have an opportunity to become new creations. God says that we become a new creation. The old past has been, the former way is gone. That you are a new creation. So we're going to talk about what does that mean. Because you hear these things and you hear, I'm a new creation. But what does that mean? What does that mean to literally walk out in your life? And I would say for my life coming here, my, I came here at the age of 13 years old. My life was completely transformed. I knew God. I knew Jesus. I knew the Holy Spirit. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was water baptized. But I had no idea that there was an opportunity for me to be a new creation. I had no idea. I only knew that God was out to get me. That God, I I honestly thought that God was just ready to kill me. I prayed the sinner's prayer every single night because I knew I was bad. Nobody needs to tell me. I knew I was bad, right? I needed freedom, and I need the information of the new creation. So we're going to jump right in, all right? So once you receive Jesus in your life, you become born again, which means that you become a brand new person. So all that change that we're talking about happens on the inside, all right? Because how many of you know if you were a little bit chunky monkey when you received Jesus, you're still going to be chunky monkey right after you receive Jesus unless you work out and lay off on the carbs, right? I'm just saying, but you know what? We get so spiritual and we think that God's going to just change us, transform us. We're going to become this. And it's like, you know what? It's not that magical. It's actually real work. The work of Jesus, the work of the cross is finished. But we have to renew our mind. So we have to learn what God says so that we can know who our new self is. And once you, once that happens, once that revelation comes, you're no longer the same person. You no longer allow trash in your life because you're no longer trash. You no longer allow sickness in your life because you know that you have been healed. You no longer allow lack and debt in your life because you know that Jesus went to the cross so that you can be prosperous. You no longer allow these things in your marriages, in your relationships, in your children. Why? Because you know what God's word says and you're walking in that confidence. You're walking in your new creation. You're walking with your new identity. It's not about me. There is nothing special about me. It is all about God in me. It is all about what God is doing in me. 
Like, I love that because I'm just a regular girl with regular issues and regular stuff that happens. But there's a big God inside of me that has so much, so much to say to this world, so much to bring to a generation. And there's so much inside of you. There's so much inside of every single one of us if we could just tap into it. Like we need to tap into our new creation. All right, so let's jump in. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21. This is the message Bible, all right? So we're going to look at like seven things in this scripture. The first thing that we're going to look at is that Jesus died for some. Jesus died for the good people. You know, Jesus died... You know what, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name drop on Mission Tay right now because Mission Tay is my little sister. Yeah, that's her right there in the back. Yeah, wave. There you go, Tay. So Mission Tay was the perfect child. She always obeyed what my mom and dad said. She, she had different parents than us. Like she, they, she took our parents on field trips and they bought her stuff. Like, if I looked at my mom and asked her for anything, I already knew, no. And good, I didn't want you to come with me anyway, you know? Like, that was me. So that's the kind of parent I got back at me, too. But she was just, like, so perfect. She made all the right choices. If mom said you're not allowed to do this, she didn't do this. If mom told me I'm not allowed to do it, I did it a hundred times, you know? So Shantae grew up thinking she was good enough. She's like, I'll make it to heaven. You know, like, I'm not bad. But, but Sasha, like, that girl's going to hell. Like, when we all pray at night for that girl, you know, just saying, imagine God had a plan. <laughs> God had a plan. She believed she could get to heaven. Why? She, Jesus didn't even need to come down. She is Jesus, you know. <laughs> now I'm going too far. But it was just like we all have this different mentality. We all have this different thinking. But let me clear it up. Tay needed Jesus. Your neighbor needs Jesus. The girl down the street needs Jesus. The girl at your workplace needs Jesus. The girl wearing the shirt that you need Jesus, she needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus, all right. We all need Jesus. And Jesus came and he died for all. He died for all of humanity, the good, the bad, the ugly. He died for everybody. So Jesus died for all. Our firm decision is to work with this focus center. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life. So everybody was included in his death. That means everybody has an opportunity for salvation. Everybody has an opportunity for a resurrected life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. We all have an opportunity for salvation, for a resurrected life. What somebody said about you, that you would never come back, that there was no hope, you have the opportunity to walk in a resurrected life and tell others that are walking down that same path that there is hope, that there is an opportunity, that Jesus is alive, that he is the Savior, that he has a plan, that he can heal you from any addiction, that he can restore your marriage, that he can save those, those teenagers, that you thought that there was no hope. There is always hope. Why? Because Jesus already died on the cross. 
It's already finished. It's already done. And let me tell you, once, once was good enough. And we get caught up in thinking like, no, God can't forgive me for this. I'm not sure if Jesus can forgive me for this. You guys, he died once. Look at your neighbor. Say once. Uno times. That don't sound right. Una vez. Una vez. That sounds better. <laughs> God died once. We're over here not sure if God's going to forgive us. Jesus died once. That's it. So I don't care how big, how bad, how ugly. Jesus died once. It is finished. It is done. You're never too far. You're never too gone. All right, the second thing that we're going to look at in this scripture is we are not the judge. Whoa. I mean, I need to remind myself. I mean, sometimes the, the wives need to remind themselves. The husbands need to remind themselves. The moms need to remind themselves. And the grannies never judge anybody. They're not as, they love anybody. They love you. You know, you know you bad. And you're not going to still pick you up and take you out for ice cream. All right, the second thing we're looking at is that we are not the judge. Because of this decision, we do not evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We don't evaluate people. They're not saved. They don't got Jesus. Are you the judge? Do you know what's on the inside of them? No. We do not evaluate people that way. We looked at Jesus that way once, and we had it all wrong, as you know. We certainly do not look at him that way anymore. They saw Jesus in the flesh. They saw Jesus walking. They saw Jesus eating. They saw Jesus sweating. They're like, is he God? And then when, when homeboy raised again, and he was cooking on breakfast, and they're like, that's God. <laughs> there is no way. That's impossible. If you saw somebody die and they came up, you're like, there's no doubt. Like, I always knew you were the son of God. No, you doubted. <laughs> right? Because they were judging him as man. They were judging him according to the flesh. But they're like, no, we got that wrong. So we're not the judge. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not the judge. Stop judging me. Stop judging me, right? I think that it's so hilarious on post. You know, like people are like, don't judge me. Then why'd you post it? Like, you're like eating 10 hamburgers, don't judge me. Like, you just made me hungry, okay? <laughs> all right, but we're not the judge, so I'm trying not to judge you, all right? Here we go. Work in progress. The third thing that we're going to look at is that we, in Christ, we are new creations. So in Christ, in Jesus, that's where we're a new creation. We are in him. Jesus, God looks at us through the blood of Jesus. That's the thing that makes us special. That's the thing that makes us forgiven. The blood of Jesus. We become new creations. We get stuck. We receive Jesus. We now have the ability to fly. We have the ability to soar. We have the ability to heal, to be set free, to be redeemed. And we're over here crawling on the floor, stuck in sickness and poverty, stuck in, in depression, Stuck in anxiety, just holding on. But you want to know what we need to happen in our life is we have to renew our mind. We got to get and make that cocoon. Nobody wants to be in the dark. Nobody wants to take the time to be separated. Nobody wants to take the time to grow up. We just want it to happen. We just want to wiggle and wiggle and wiggle and we just want to have grow wings. It takes time for that thing to spin a cocoon. But nobody wants to go through the dark. We just want wings. I believe I can fly. 
and you're like, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Get up and learn who you are in Christ. Stop faking it because you ain't making it. Because Instagram's not going to tell you who you are. The world's not going to tell you who you are. Your career is not going to tell you who you are. That hundredth relationship is not going to tell you who you are. That football game is not going to tell you who you are. That degree is not going to tell you who you are. Nobody is going to tell you who you are except for the creator. He created you. And he, he's the only one who can tell you who you are, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are loved by God, and nothing and no one could ever separate you from that love. No, it doesn't matter who or what you've done, nothing and no one could separate you from the love of God because he loves you. He has a plan for you. He created you to rule and reign here on this earth, to not be crawling around on the floor like nobody cares about you. Like nobody loves you. God wants you to fly. He wants you to operate and know all of his promises. And that's why we get to church. That's why we have Love Life Church. Right? So that we can empower you who you are. So that we can empower those where you belong in the family. Where you belong in the body of Christ. And we all start. It's a discovery. Like seriously, it doesn't happen like that. It takes time. They're in that little chrysalis. For a little time, who knows what God is doing in that chrysalis in you? That situation that you're going through right now, that relationship that you thought took everything from you, imagine what could happen if you surrender that to God. If you surrender all of that, imagine what could happen. You take your time in that chrysalis, renewing your mind about relationships, renewing your mind about finances, renewing your mind about how to be a great mom, renewing your mind about sickness and disease, that God has health and healing for every single one of us, renewing our mind. We are new creations. Now we look inside, and what we see is that everyone united with the, the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. The new life flourishes. Look at it. Look at it flourishing. You walked in these doors. Sometimes we get so familiar with church. Sometimes we get so familiar with the word. But you walked in these doors not too long ago, broken, hurting. And look how far you've come. That's only by the grace of God and only by the renewing of your mind. Seriously, thank God. And nobody can put the work in for you. You have to do it and discover it for yourself. You, nobody can phone in a relationship with God for you. You have to call him up yourself. And he wants to talk to you. Just like nobody can put in the work at the gym for you. I wish they could. But how many of you know it doesn't work that way? Right? It doesn't work that way. So the old life is gone. The new life is flourishing. The fourth thing that we're going to look at is that we love God and we love people. That's who we are here at Love Life Church. We love God, we love people, and we love life, right? All this comes from God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationship with each other. This is what separates us from the rest. I feel like here at Love Life Church, you can't get away with just loving God. Yeah, me and God, God's my boyfriend, God's my everything. Yeah, that's great. But how about real life relationships? We love God 
and we love people. Jesus said, I come to give a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. It is so easy to love God. It is so hard to love you, <laughs> right? Like just saying, we have to love one another. We have to love each other. And the only way that we can is when we experience God's love. The only way you can love somebody else, right? Here we go. In 1 John 4.10, this is God's word translation. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. The pressure's off me. The pressure's off you. It's not that we love God. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not that we love God. But it's that he loved us and he sent his son to be a payment for our sin. Dear friends, if this is the way God loved us, we must love others. We must love others, love each other, love our differences, love the different backgrounds, love where each other's came from. We don't have to be each other's best friend, but at the end of the day, we love each other. We've got each other's back. We pray for each other. We're in this together. We're stronger together. We're better together. We do life together. Here at Love Life Church, we are stronger together, a united people. We're united in what? We're united in Christ. We're united as a body. We got each other's back. Different generations, different backgrounds, different cultures, different languages, different ages, different generations, right? But we get each other. We get each other because we need that older generation. Fifth thing we are looking at is that we are forgiven. We're forgiven for all that talking, right? We are forgiven. God put the word God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sin. We're forgiven. Our sins are forgiven. And that's how we become a new nature, right, in Christ Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, through salvation. The sixth thing we're looking at is that we are all called. I love this part. Look at your neighbor and say, you're called. You are called. We are all called. And I feel like in so many other places, everybody's like, oh, there's, not enough, there's like only room on the top for one. There's room for on the top for everybody. Everybody wins here. We are all called to be a part of the body. We are all called to, to play our special part. Our parts may look different, but we are all called. Because what's uniquely special about you is what you bring to the table. And we over here trying to be somebody else. We want to be somebody else's calling. We want somebody else's gift. We're all called to play our special part. So you don't need to be somebody else. You don't need to be that, that person. You need to be the best you. And we want to empower you here at Love Life to be the best you. To be what God's called you to be. The, to that unique part that you play here in the church, that unique part that you play at home. I love being a part of, I don't have any kids. I mean, I have many of you guys, but like littles. And I love being a part of so many families here. They call me Auntie Shasha, and I love it because I get to see how many unique parts these kids play in the family. So one's the loud one, that's me. One's the obedient one, that's Shantae. But like, do you know in a family, everybody has a unique part? And as a mom, you love them all. You may love some more sometimes, let's be honest. 
They may be being a little bit more obedient or something. Or they may be a little bit smaller and a little bit cuter than the other one right now. Yeah. But you love them all. You love them all for what they bring to your family. And just say, God bless you with another one. Like, whoop, oh, you know, just looked at you and blinked. And all of a sudden, here we go. There's another one in the mix. And they fit right in with their special part, what they bring to the family, all their quirks, right? And it's like, what would we have done without them? Our family once have been complete, you know? They complete the family. What do you know? Here comes another one. Y'all be multiplying the church any way you can. Yeah. Just saying. Go be fruitful and multiply. Bring them on. I love them. I love them all, right? Because I send them back home to you. <laughs> uh. So we are all called. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. God's saying, come home. Drop your differences. This is not about religion. This is not about you have to be perfect. Come home. God has a plan for you. God loves you. God knows you. And that thing you think you're hiding from him, he's right there with you saying, come to me. Follow me. I have a plan for you. And that's our job. He trusts us to reconcile the world with him. Be like, if God could do it for me, he could do it for anybody. Come home. Come home. Come find a family here at Love Life. The seventh thing is, we all have a part to play in reconciling the world to the Father. It says, we are speaking for Christ himself now. We literally become Christ's ambassadors. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. How? I'm glad you asked. Guys, this is in the Bible. This is the message version. I love this, this version. How, you ask, in Christ. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so that we could be Put right with God. God put all the wrong on Jesus. He never did anything wrong. So that you and I could be put right with God. Reconcile means to restore a friendly relationship between. It means to cause to coexist in harmony. Has anybody ever reconciled their bank account? I have. So when you reconcile an account, that means all the numbers have to match. And if it doesn't, it won't let you reconcile. It's like, er, you're like, man, where's that 15 cents? God wants to reconcile humanity with himself. And we're over here missing it. Why? With religion. Trying to be good enough. Trying to work it out. Trying to wait to get to church. Instead, we're running from God. And he's saying, let me reconcile you. Let me bring you into harmony. Reconcile means to conform, harmonize, integrate, resolve, and tune. I like this thing because I am tune deaf, tone deaf, and tune deaf. <laughs> I love tunes, but I can't sing a flip, you know. God wants to tune us that we come into harmony with him. We come into harmony with his word. We come into harmony with his love. We come into harmony with each other. We start reconciling the world how when we start loving the world. But when, we, when husbands and wives love each other, let me tell you, it makes a huge difference in that home. It makes a huge difference as those kids see. You know what? My mom and dad love each other. 
They may fight, they may argue, but they love each other. You know what? My mom and dad love God. They may fight, they may argue, but they love God. And, and then your kids, they actually start loving each other. Why? Because you're a model of loving each other. It's so awesome when the family unit starts coming together, not perfect, because nobody's perfect. But when we start striding in the direction of following Jesus' example, what? Loving each other. Loving each other. Loving each other. Romans 3. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Christ Jesus. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. Everyone has sinned. We have all fallen short of, the, of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did it through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. He did it just like that. God is love. And God always had a plan to redeem us back. He always had Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Amplified. Therefore, if anyone, 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 this includes you. This includes me. This includes the good and the bad and the ugly. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is joined to him by faith in Jesus as Savior, he is a new creation Reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. All things, the previous moral, spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Because spiritual awakening brings new life. New life. You know what? On the outside, everything may look the same. But on the inside, you're no longer that worm crawling around the floor. On the inside, you're a new creation. On the inside, you have a new identity. You have a new life. Ephesians 4.22. Y'all ready for this? Throw off your old sinful nature. What do we need to do? Throw it off. Not like, um, I'm not sure. No, throw it off. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts. We're making this so spiritual and it has to do with your thought and attitude. How you're thinking, what you're feeling. It has to do with your thoughts and your attitudes. Let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on the new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So it's time, guys. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to throw off. Throw off death. Throw off debt. Throw off lack. Poverty, pride, dishonor, sickness, disease. Like get rid of disease. Get rid of sickness. We throwing it off. It's no longer a part of us. We're no longer going to fight for it. We're no longer going to keep it, right? No. Throw off dishonor, pride, sickness, disease, bitterness, anger, fear, anxiety, doubt, rejection, insecurity, in, in, in ignorance, isolation, cold hardness, depression, and deep hurts. Throw it off. Don't hold on to it any longer. Put on life. Put on generosity. Put on wealth. Put on more than enough. Put on lender to many nations. You know that that's in the word that we can lend to nations? And like some of us can't even lend to our neighbor. And God has so much more for us. God has so much more for all of us. Prosperity, humble servant's heart, honor, put on health, put on healing, put on blessings, power, forgiveness, compassion, put on faith, shalom, peace, faithfulness, loyalty, confidence in Christ. Put on wholeness. 
You no longer have to be half a person believing for your other half. Girl, you whole. Whole in him. You are whole. Put on wholeness. Wisdom, health, fellowship, discipleship, leadership, tenderheartedness, grace, favor, purpose, diligence, restoration, revelation, understanding, determination, direction, resolve, resilience, life or death, blessings or cursing, transform or conform, it's up to you. It's 100% up to you. Your nature has been changed, but your mind has to be renewed. Our mind has to be renewed. Can you guys agree? That's going to be a daily journey. And we need to celebrate this little tiny progress. And we celebrate this little tiny progress. And if you stop and look about, like, man, you are not the same woman. You are not the same man that when you came to this place. Celebrate where you are, but don't settle for where you are. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.